0: Welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th in Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. This is number 148. I'm Tom D'Antoni. With me is a funky bass man, a gospel bass man, a blues bass man, and one of those go-to guys that other musicians call when they need talent, versatility, reliability, and quality. It's Ben Jones who's here with me. He's got his own band. He is in bands, and he pops up everywhere. That's because he's good. But did you know that Ben was a member of the Neville brothers for a while? And he's not even from New Orleans. We're all mourning the death of Charles Neville a couple of weeks ago, so I think it's a good place to start. Meet Ben Jones. Welcome to the cupping room. That's where we are, and World Cup coffee and tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason, where we have these things.
1: Tom, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm happy. To, happy to see you. Saw you down at, uh, at uh, uh, Jack London a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yes. Yeah, nice to see you there. Um, uh, I, you know, a lot of people. I don't know that a lot of people really know that you you were at one point with the Neville brothers. Uh, yes, and so. You know, the death of Charles Neville is weighing heavy on a lot of people. This week.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking
0: with Reggie. Uh, he called me from New Orleans last last weekend, and you know, um, he actually uh, was talking about how
1: much uh, he learned
0: from Charles Neville.
1: I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's 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 real interesting how. Things will happen in your life. And and it takes something like this for you to go back and reflect on that kind yeah. of thing. And like I was just telling you that I, I, re- I remember getting the call uh-huh. uh, from Charles. I was in the studio that day trying to work on some tracks and uh, was was married at the time and, and uh-huh. would always leave my phone on when the wife would leave home. Yeah. That particular day phone kept ringing, ringing, ringing. Everybody's <laughs> calling couldn't get the tracking done because the phone kept ringing had finally gotten a little bit of a break and 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 just thought i was going to get some work done phone rings again yeah and i pick up the phone i'm going damn it who is this on the and and lo and behold it was charles neville you didn't say that did you no i I didn't say that i just i was just just thinking that yeah And, and but i but i i picked it up and i'm sure i sort of had that uh you know, I I I may right. have, I may have kind of had that demeanor. You busy. I, I sounded busy. Yeah, and uh, it, lo and behold, it was Charles Neville. Yeah, and in in that voice that only Charles Neville has, uh-huh. he says to me, he says, uh, "Uh, yeah, Ben, I'm just wondering if you uh, you know, might be interested in playing some gigs with us this summer." <laughs> and on the outside, I'm kind of going, "Yeah, uh, okay." sure you know that that'd be good i've I've got some time and on the inside it's like i'm exploding you know because that's those those guys really kind of changed the face of western music oh yeah Uh, you know in a in a a really good big way yeah so that was that was that was great and uh the the time that i got to spend with those guys charles was just amazing all, always had a, this this wonderful smile on his face. Uh-huh. The pictures that you see—that's how he looked, like twenty-four hours a day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Miss um, him dearly.
0: Reggie was talking about how much he learned mm-hmm. from Charles musically. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I guess it must have been a must have been a blast playing
1: with him. There is there there's something, or the way they put it, there's something in the water in New Orleans. Yeah. And. It, A lot of places you you go and musicians will say, well, we're not going to we don't we're not going to hire you if you're not from here Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And a lot of it is vanity. But in in New Orleans, I I could I kind of get that because there's just something that they do. It's it's just in them. There's there's a rhythm. There's a a sound that is is absolutely New Orleans. And when Reggie says, you, you know, you learn so much, Charles was absolutely that guy that uh-huh. I came from a place that it wasn't, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I wasn't New Orleans. Right. I, 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 I listened to it, I loved it, but I wasn't New Orleans. Right. And Charles was that guy uh-huh. that, that kind of broke it all down to me. Wow. Of, of what to listen to and what to listen for. Like, for instance. Uh, it's actually a lot of the old brass bands, which yes. is something that, yeah. that I, I never would have thought as a musician uh-huh. to go back and listen to, being that I don't necessarily play a, a brass instrument. Right. Uh, I started out as a drummer, so I can definitely understand where he was coming from rhythmically, uh-huh. but harmonically and, and just the, the, the way to stay in your own lane, that was the big thing. Really. Is, is that each one of these, if you, if you listen to a lot of the New Orleans music, some of it sounds really busy. But each person really is only staying in their lane doing their thing. Uh-huh. And it's putting it all together that yeah. creates the, yeah. the, that infectious groove, well, that infectious that, feel.
0: That was the, the, the whole thing about traditional New Orleans jazz.
1: Agreed. You know? Agreed. Those those guys were not all going out trying to be, you know, superstars. Uh-uh. They're going out and they put in their piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And somebody else puts in their piece of right. the puzzle. The next one clarinet's thing you, doing one thing, the trumpet's doing another. There you thing. go. The trumpet's not trying to do what the clarinet's doing. Right. They just stay right. stay in the trumpet lane. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it it just made this incredible thing. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And they had they're one of the you know the the, the novels on the meters
0: before them, um or uh, one of the few bands—I mean, not few—but they were always had something to say about the human condition. Absolutely, and politics. Absolutely, people say, "Have you got a right to live?" Right. You remember that
1: tune? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's stuff like that. They—they they had a way of definitely getting out their life experiences. Yeah that we're all having, and just nobody's talking yeah, about yeah. it. So, and, yeah. and Ivan has continued that with Dumpster Funk. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and through that, working with people like the Neville brothers, from that family in particular, yeah, I've gotten to, to, to meet some folks, again, that I never would have known yeah. who they were or what uh-huh. they were doing. uh-huh. uh-huh. But they're all part of that whole that, that whole family, that whole what is New Orleans.
0: Yeah. Did they expect
1: kind of George Porter Jr. licks from you? No, and this yeah. is this is the beauty of it. There is a thing, again, that is New Orleans. They expect you to dig into that. Mm-hmm. To figure out what that is. To find a common thread mm-hmm. among a lot of the New Orleans artists and figure out what what is that tie that binds it all together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they expected Ben Jones licks. Yeah. They expected me to be yeah. who I was. Uh-huh within the parameters of you have to go back and understand the the indian tribes and the, right. and, the and the and the music and where it came from right. and you have to kind of figure out what that is but no they expected mm-hmm. me to be to be me well that's good that's good now you had to you had to learn what new orleans was but you already knew what detroit was didn't you oh yeah <laughs> yes <Yeah, laughs> sir that was my um and 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 again funny how things happen. As a kid growing up, there were a number of different genres of music that were shifting. Uh-huh. Right? I was born in 68. Right. So there were there were a number of genres that were shifting. Yeah. When I was a kid. So what I got was the shift yeah. of music, which, uh-huh. which for me was like really it, it was a lot to take in. Yeah. You know, music was kind of this uh-huh. before I was born. Uh-huh. And when I was first, you know, a, a baby and didn't know. But as I was growing, music was, was taking on this interesting shift. And even in, like, things like contemporary gospel music. Mm-hmm. Right? I would go to church, like, they call them midnight musicals. Mm-hmm. With my friends, because I knew my old man would let me out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> but what I didn't know, and oh, yeah, I can go out at night. I can stay out all night at a you know, somewhere. Yeah. And be, at, but it was at a church. What I didn't know was the people that I got to be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. With the Wynants and the Clark sisters and ah. Thomas Whitfield and yeah. commissioned, and and bands like that, these are all people that I just knew. These people and I knew that they played music and I knew that they played gospel music or mm-hmm. or, or, or or religious music. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was part of this shift. Ah. A- and we would go to these musicals and they'd all come up to me and they'd say, "Oh man, come on up and play!" And I'm like. No, man, I don't think I'm ready. And they were, again, very supportive. Yeah. They're like, no, you need to come up. You have something to say. You come up, you play. You do what you do. They always just wanted you to be involved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what you didn't know was that you're involved in something that is becoming this this shift into what gospel music has become today. Mm-hmm. The shift in, in, in what soul and R&B music has become today. Yeah. It, it was all changing at that time, right. but it was all changing together. Uh-huh. So everything was changing. It's like everywhere you look there was this 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 really cool change. So I've, I feel blessed to have been at that age yeah. during that shift.
0: Yeah, yeah. Around that time, I, I, I and as far as the, when I think about Detroit, I think about the shift from Motown to George Clinton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That kind of thing.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And there was a point obviously where motown and the whole funkadelic parliament thing mm-hmm. all coexisted yeah and that yeah. again that's that's something that we over time we like to think that we evolve right but there are so many things that seems like we actually kind of go backwards Yeah. because there was that time when you could turn on radio right. and you'd hear George Clinton and then you'd hear yep. Miles Davis and then you'd hear yep. Sergio Mendez yep. and then you'd hear George Benson and then you'd yep. hear Kula and the gang. Yep. Now everything is so segregated. Everything has to be its own thing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of bizarre. <laughs>
0: Although on KMHD you can hear all that stuff.
1: Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Absolutely. <laughs> Get a little bit of all of it. Yeah, Um, uh, I I I never. I I read George Clinton's
0: autobiography about a year and a half ago, maybe two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, I don't remember him talking about singing in church, right? You know, Uh, uh, but he must have had. He must have. He must have been part of that tradition.
1: Um, I think there are, are very few. People, whether they want to admit this or not, uh-huh. I think there are very few individuals that can say honestly uh-huh. that they were not somehow. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspired, uh-huh. or or taught something. Yeah, in a church in an early age. Uh-huh. It, it it just happens. Mm-hmm. That, that's something that in our society mm-hmm. has always been upbringing. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. young, you're a kid, you go to church. Yeah. That, that's kind of how that works, or for right. the most part. Right. It's kind of how that works. So any any of us are going to be inspired by or, you know, influenced by things that we heard or things that happened in church musically. Right. Sure. Right, right, right. So
0: you were in, what was the percentage of influence for you, church versus what you heard on the radio?
1: I think what I heard on the radio was what was popular. Yeah. It was what was happening. It was what was cool. Mm -hmm. What I was doing in church was being educated Uh musically about how to work in in a group. Uh Uh-huh. In a, in a team format, again, mm-hmm. the stay in your lane, the, the bass has its thing it's going to do, yeah. the drums have their thing they're going to do, It within a choir, you've got multiple different voices singing multiple different notes. They have to figure out how to work together as uh-huh. a group. Uh-huh. Those are things that you really don't learn just going and getting into a band or a group. Right. You're expected to either know that, or you've got uh-huh. a band of folks that doesn't know that, and that's how it comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you started on drums. I, you know, I had Damian Erskine in here, right? And he started on drums. Yes, he did. And he said to me, "I stopped because uh, I lived on, I lived on the on the second floor of the of the dorm, and and the practice hall was in the next building on the second floor." And I got real tired of carrying drums up uh, four flights of steps and
1: down. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I did. I started as a drummer as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I was going to play drums forever. Really? Yeah. I, uh-huh. um, at the time, as a lot of us were, I wanted to play the instrument that got girls. Uh, of course. I, I just, you know, that, yeah. that was the thing, man. If you're playing whatever instrument you're in a band, man, you yeah. get girls. And I tried to play a lot of different stuff. Uh-huh. You know, my father owned a music store. Yeah. And I, I, I played drums for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, played, I played flute. I played trumpet. <laughs> it, it tr- kind of as a as really small, like elementary school band kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried my hand at a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I was trying to learn some guitar parts while my father was working and, and building businesses, which is what he did. Yeah. And I was trying to learn some guitar parts from a guy named Ray Gomez on a Stanley Clark record <laughs> called I, I Want to Play for You. It was a live double record at yeah. the time. Yeah, And that record, uh, I'm listening to the guitar, listening to the guitar, trying to learn how to do this stuff to impress girls and, do, right. you know, whatever. right. But I kept hearing this cool thing that Stanley was doing on right, bass. Right, I was like, man, forget the guitar thing, forget the girls thing. I just, <laughs> I want to learn how to do that. Uh-huh. So, saved up, bought a bass. Wow. And uh, that's where I am now. Was school days on that? Yes, it was. Yes. The long version. <laughs> oh, man long, live, lots of solos, lots of really cool stuff that, you know, we didn't have the uh, amazing slow downers that we oh, have yeah, now yeah. to try and learn. You pick the needle up, you move it back. Right. And you try and get it in the right spot so you can get back to the bass and pick it up and try and play with it and learn stuff. Yeah. Put quarters on it to hold the needle down. Cause I, it, I remember um, Stanley Clark and uh,
0: and the rest of that band played the Aladdin one time, Chick Corea, Lenny Lenny White. Um, and somebody in the audience yells out school days and, oh, right right so Stanley starts to lick immediately and then the rest of the band just cracked up laugh and then he stopped right <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else started laughing but but he stopped he, st- he stopped unfortunately nobody oh, yeah. wanted to hear it
1: right. oh, because hear it's you. that lick I hear you <laughs> but, but but not his lane that day Right. Right. right, they they were I doing it. something else. You give I them a little bit of it. It's like now, be quiet. <laughs> right. Um, so your
0: your first influence was Stanley Clark, obviously.
1: My first base influence was yeah. probably more, um, probably more the Commodores, really, and. Um, Ohio players uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and and bands like that, uh Confunction. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. old school stuff like that. Right. And oddly enough, pleasure. Is that right? When huh. I was a kid in Detroit, Glide <laughs> of course had had hit the chart and it yeah. was it was really a big deal. Yeah. I didn't know that I'd end up in Portland, <laughs> where all of these people are from and this legacy, yeah. and get to work with some of these folks on, on a regular basis. but I, 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 yeah, pleasure. Jeff Lorber. Uh-huh. He, uh-huh. Jeff Lorber had a record, man. That's kind of how I discovered what is now contemporary jazz.-huh was listening uh-huh. to Jeff Lorber's soft space. Uh-huh. that I wore that record out. Huh. Word out I said I, yeah. I, I want to do that someday I want to play like that yeah lo and behold I have been blessed <laughs> to work with Jeff yeah and it is it's again you just don't know you're a kid in Detroit you don't know you're going to end up in right. Oregon right yeah I know <laughs> so yeah you know and, and that's where this this rich music mecca of things that you listen to that, that move you that this is where it's from
0: right right yeah yeah um, there's always there's always rumors that there's going to be a pleasure reunion you
1: know I, I've heard, been heard I've been hearing those rumors for 10 years it's well <laughs> I okay so I don't know how much I can actually say about this but there there is they have recorded or they, <laughs> the, they, they are recording it's the perfect time yeah they, they they are recording there's there there is there is something in the works I, I I gotcha. can't really gotcha. Gotcha. get I, gotcha. I don't know a lot about it, but yeah. I can't really get into it yeah but yeah. there's yeah there's it's coming I asked Foxworth the same thing it, it, yeah and <laughs> and he probably gave you a lot the same answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah
0: but that was like a year and a half ago and there's still nothing happening right well
1: Brian Brian, Brian and I that's that's one of the first people I met when I came to yeah. to Oregon was Brian Foxworth yeah and we have been a rhythm section yeah. for the last going on 30 years. Yeah. And when they told, when, when I heard that he was doing this recording of these, these new songs uh-huh. with pleasure, there's nobody better to have had on that gig. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That, I agree. There's just, I, agree. I mean, he, yeah. he grew up with it as a kid and lived it uh-huh. and watched it all go down the first time. Yep. So, um, you know anybody that would would try and carry on the legacy of a uh, Bruce Carter? Uh-huh. You know, I, I uh-huh. couldn't think of anybody better than Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he sings. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, does he sing! Yeah. Does Does he play in church with you? Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. We 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 we, we attend the same church. We do. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Those Sunday mornings must be pretty good. It's uh. Being able to do this at all is is pretty good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it it doesn't matter
1: where I'm at. If I can wake up and 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 pick up an instrument and play uh-huh. and you know be blessed to do that, that's it's really good. Yeah. Well, it, it shows. No, thanks. <laughs> it's, it, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's a great thing. Um, I remember one time uh, you were playing with Gretchen Mitchell. Yes. At the candlelight one night. Yes.
1: And I- oh, the candlelight. <laughs>
0: and i came up to you guys you two guys and i was asking you hey gretchen do you ever do pop that thing you remember that
1: i do remember that and she started doing that she, tune, started doing too. That. she absolutely just, did you, i think you just picked up your bass and started doing licks yeah and she she did she actually did start start doing that tune after you asked about that that was funny i, she, I miss her being on the scene yeah she's back i know but she's yeah, not, playing, she, either, she's not she? playing well she hasn't yeah. i don't think gretchen has saying in about four years five I know, years i know and that's it it, it is sad we, we we worked together for quite a uh a while yeah, yeah and 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 really put together some nice music yeah uh she and danny barnett right really yeah, really right. wrote a bunch of uh a yeah. bunch of killer tunes yeah. I, I would love to see her come back and do that someday
0: right yeah i know i uh I was doing an interview with Liv some somewhere some station I don't know mm-hmm. a couple of years a couple of years back before before the last lives album came out and although it had, had been recorded uh, and she brought Gretchen along right. no, the last time I was here she was here we right. had her in here uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, and she said you know after I'm talking to you Gretchen's gonna pick me up but, Gretchen right. really exactly <laughs> that's so good. I just, uh, you know, um, Liv is something special.
1: Yes, she is. Yep. Uh, we, we have quite a bit of that in, in, in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. There, yeah. There, are, there are people every day that I, I kind of discover, and our young people. Yeah. Lord have mercy, our young people that are coming out these days as musicians. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. You know, folks yeah. like Sarah Memory. Right. That that have have put out these young people that right. are just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's our right. our musical legacy is going to be good. Yeah,
0: I had Saida in here. Oh, nice. And she's sitting here talking like like you, know, except all all except like all of a sudden she starts singing. Right. <laughs> she's out of nowhere. Right. And, and oh, I just sat back. Yep. That's that Saida <laughs> loving it. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. She was. She sang with uh, 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 Live and um, Ash, Ashley. Oh, Ashley! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Live's guitar player. Last time Live was in town.
1: Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It
0: was great. It was down at Jack London.
1: Cool. Yeah, the, I. You know, I have not gotten to see them together huh? live since. You know, since the the whole Prince thing and yeah. all the different stuff that they've been doing, those guys yeah. have all been on the road so much. I, I get a chance yeah. to work with Saida from time to time, yeah. but um, to see the the three of them together on a stage, I, I haven't mm-hmm. had that uh, that opportunity. Now yet you got like to work
0: too. You have a working band yourself, a couple, uh, uh, a few, <laughs> <laughs> a few, yeah. Uh, the, the band that, play, that plays at the Blue Diamond all the time. That's yes, a, just that's France. your friends. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is. And who's in that band?
1: Uh, myself, Brian Foxworth. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug Lewis from oh, yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Um, a gal named uh, Mary Tucker, uh-huh. formerly Mary Miniweather. Uh-huh. And um, a gentleman that, that has just coming into Portland. His name is Nick Rolfe uh-huh. on the keyboards. And Nick has... Um, his his gig for the last, I'm not sure how many years has been uh, musical director with Aretha Franklin. and he, he's out of, he's out of New York, and he's in your band. Oh yeah, he's he's Whoa. here in town now. He's he he and I, and uh, Brian Foxworth. Yeah, are are the core of a number of things <laughs> that are happening. Uh-huh. We that band that we're speaking of, Just Friends, is definitely more soul funk R and B. Uh uh-huh. Um. We have uh, something called PDX Side Hustle, yeah, which is more contemporary jazz. Uh-huh. It's still the three of us. Add Eric Hailstone on guitar, uh-huh. Mark Hutchinson on saxophones. Ah. Um, yeah, it's uh, we do a trio version of that with just the three of us yeah. for smaller rooms, things like that. Yeah, it's.
0: And you get a lot of calls.
1: A couple. <laughs> A couple, yeah. Yeah, well, you're you're you're, you're, you're a go-to guy. I, if, I, I guess you could call it that. Yeah, I guess you can call it that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a blessing. Yeah, it, absolutely a blessing.
0: Reggie, you, you play with Reggie a lot? Yep.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Get to work with Reggie. Get to travel quite a bit working with different artists. Uh huh. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's fun. You,
0: tell me about this. Um, his name is Mark Firestone. Oh, Michael Firestone. Michael Firestone.
1: Oh my goodness! Okay, Wait, what is that so, about? I saw. I, I, <laughs> I, Michael. I, I looked at YouTube. Yes. So, so you actually saw it? I saw. Okay, saw it. there yeah. you go. So, in this world of tribute bands that yeah. we have these days, yeah, sore subject with me, but <laughs> you also have the impersonators. Yeah. And it's, it's a completely different world. It's, it's not a tribute. Right. It, it is a full-on recreate uh-huh. that time, that day, that thing. Michael Firestone is the Michael Jackson impersonator. When I say the Michael Jackson impersonator, uh-huh. you saw the show. Yes. The I Am King. Yeah. Okay. The other, not to speak badly of anybody, yes. <laughs> but the other people that come along and try to do it uh-huh. cannot hold a candle to this guy. Huh. And I am part of his band. Wow. So we do a lot of traveling. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving Thursday morning for Atlanta. Nice. So, yeah, we, we, nice. we, we get to do a lot of work with that. And, and again, I'll just, you know, reinforce, you saw the show. So you get the magnitude of what he's doing. Yeah. And it's hey, it's pretty amazing. A lot of work is good. A lot of work is really good. Yes. A lot of good work yes. is great. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with, with, with your, your, your your
1: main band, are you doing any recording? Are you going to putting anything out? As well, how do I say this? I am doing a recording. Mm-hmm. I, I am looking at putting out a recording of, of me, of, of what it is that I do. Uh-huh. The members of PDX Side Hustle are on this record, or they, they're, yeah. they're going to be part of this recording, yeah. as well as some, some other folks here in Portland and a few national people as uh-huh. well uh-huh. that I'm going to be collaborating with on, on some songs. So when can we see that? <laughs> my 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 hope and keep in mind that this is the, the summer season. Yes. So I, I also work in a uh, a wedding organization. So oh, man. It, it's about to get it's it's about to get really crazy here in the next couple months. I'm hoping, praying, crossing my fingers uh-huh. for a single release before the end of the year all right that's that that's that's my hope yeah I'm just putting that out in the atmosphere hope, hoping <laughs> that it works out
0: well everybody else hope hopes it works out too um, uh, it's it's a long process isn't
1: it it's just it, it, it's a it's a very long process yeah. I started I started recording ideas or songs uh-huh. 15 years ago. Whoa. Maybe 15, a little, maybe even a little longer than that. Uh-huh. Um, had a friend. I was out on, on tour playing with Curtis Salgado. Uh-huh. And I had a friend that dropped off uh, recording software to my then wife and said, when Ben gets back, give him this. I didn't even know what it was. I, I, I put the, the CD in the, in the computer and looked, and I realized it was recording software and that, and I had no idea how to use any of that stuff, uh-huh. didn't know. So I'm plugging in cables, cords, trying to figure stuff out, <laughs> getting on the computer, trying to download this, fix yeah. that. And when I finally kind of got to a point that I understood at least how to put tracks down, I started, I had ideas. So I start coming up with these things and and putting them down. And just recently, I found a a little CD case that had a bunch of CDs of stuff from way back when I first started laying down ideas. Uh And I've taken some of that stuff and brought it out and started working on it again. And then Uh new things that in the past 15, 20 years that just from working with different people, different Uh influences, different Uh things. Come up with different music. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's time. Good. It's absolutely time. Do you ever play the double bass? I did, bright- I did when I was a kid. Yeah. I owned one. Yeah. And when I moved to Portland, well, I didn't realize I was moving to Portland. That, <laughs> was, that was the thing. <laughs> I came out to Portland with uh, a, a woman who had her own band And ended up firing her entire band. She came back to Detroit because she had her mother lived in Indiana. Uh She came back to Detroit, had friends that she knew that were playing in a band that I was playing in, in Detroit. And she came to to hire them. And she ended up grabbing a keyboard player that I had been working with. I went by the house for something they were there she said oh you play bass I said, yeah okay do you have a bass with you I was on my way to a gig I said Yeah. I said can you play something for me okay <laughs> so came out the keyboard player and I played some stuff together she says well yeah you know we're from here from there whatever if we ever need anybody we'll give you a call uh-huh. I'm like oh, okay cool so two days later, I get this call. She's like, forget it. Let's just do it now. She's <laughs> like, I, 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 I love what you do. Let's let's work on it. Uh-huh. The idea was that we were just going to be this, this traveling band. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to, to end up living here for 30 years. <laughs> so when I came out here, I couldn't bring it in the car. With us, it was it was minimal stuff. It was like a car, and and you yeah. know when we left Detroit, we all were in a in a little Renault. Jesus, oh, so it was it was like as 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 few things as you can bring and and be okay. You're good. Um, when I went home after that, the base was there, and I flew home and back. The choice was either to buy a seat on the plane for the base and bring it with me. Or sell the bass. Have a little bit of money when I came out here. Yeah. If I get a call or get calls for upright, I'll look at getting another one. Right. I can probably count the number of calls that I've gotten really? on one hand with fingers left over wow. in the last thirty years to play upright. Huh. It bugs me though because I'd like to own. Now that I'm recording and have, you know, a lot right. of ideas and things like right. that, I right. it, it, I wish I now had kind of kept up with it yeah. and 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 could. I can still play it. Uh-huh. N- and, you know not, not as, you know, not as proficient as the electric bass. Uh-huh. Well, Portland is a city of bass players. Uh, for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we have some, some monster cats here, for yeah. real. It's amazing. When I moved here, I couldn't believe it. Right. And then now you mentioned Michael Firestone. Uh-huh. The show that we do, I want to say, is just shy of two hours. Wow. It's uh, like 110 minutes or yeah. 112 minutes, something crazy like that. In that amount of time... I think there are one, two. Either three songs or four songs, all the Jackson Five stuff, uh-huh. and then like one or two other songs, like so maybe three, four songs, uh-huh. that I actually play bass on in, in the whole show, I play key bass the rest of the. Is show. that right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of different as well. That's interesting. Yep. Huh. So you you can you be per- percussive with that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And the thing about it is they're they're really two different animals. And what makes, kind of what makes the difference in what you hear in music, like let's say you go out and you listen to, oh, I don't know, just to throw a name out there, Bruno Mars. Yeah. And all the production that goes into the songs that he does. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the bass on a lot of the stuff that he does, It's all like keyboard bass, right? Uh If you go listen to a cover band Uh play those songs and the bass player is not playing key bass, he's playing bass, Uh the notes can be the same. The feel and Uh and how it sits is Uh going to be completely different. It's a different animal. Uh Now, it's also different if you get a keyboard player that's playing bass uh-huh. Versus a bass player yeah. that then plays key bass. Really? Because the bass player that plays key bass is thinking like a bass player. Right, right, right. The keyboard player that plays key bass, a lot of them, not, uh-huh. n- not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them, are thinking from a keyboard player place. Huh the way that they would play or the way that they would imagine yeah. bass would be. Yeah. Bass is thinking like a bass player is thinking like a bass player. Right. But uh, playing it on this other uh, instrument. Uh, so, uh. so they don't know anything about that. Can you can you can you do a slap on the key bass? There are patches yeah. on the key bass that they have sampled or uh-huh. something the the Got, the, gotcha. the sound of gotcha. a slap or a pluck. They have a they have a few of these these patches that sound really amazing uh-huh. to be able to for keyboard players and the, so we yeah. go back to this for keyboard players that are sitting down in a, in a studio setting mm-hmm. making records so they have these patches or these, these these apps or this software that has sampled like slap uh-huh. plug, gotcha. bass stuff Good. that as a keyboard player you can yes. sit and play and it sounds uh-huh. like a bass player that's yeah. Doing the slap thing. Right. But it's, yeah. It's, so they have that, yes. But can you sound like Larry Graham? <laughs> no, you can't sound like Larry Graham if you're playing bass. Larry Graham is a freak of nature, still. You know, and never got his due. <laughs> to the man, to this he day. never he, got he, his due. Oh, man, he's still a freak of nature. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, I play Graham Central Station on, on my radio show a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. That was a
1: band. It's if, and I will say this to people that are listening to this: go back, find music from artists you've heard of, Mm -hmm. but that you never listened to. Mm -hmm. Go back and listen to their stuff, Mm -hmm. because there is some incredible, incredible music out there that if you did not, if you were not into that proper that you will never realize Mm -hmm. existed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Take Jimi Hendrix, for example. Yeah. I never listened to Hendrix as a kid. Uh. I I mean, I'd heard the name. Yeah. Right. But it it was just not something that Uh I ever went got into. I didn't start listening to Jimi Hendrix until probably four or five years ago. Uh huh. And everybody talks about all this influence that Jimi Hendrix had on all these guitar players. Yeah. And, oh my god, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix. I right. didn't get it. And <laughs> until I went back and started digging yeah. and listened to some of the old yeah. Jimi Hendrix stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then I get it. Yeah. Even like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Sure. I saw Hendrix live. Oh man. <laughs> that now I can sit and and, and yeah. go, Oh man, that's like really cool. Yeah. Ten years ago I would have gone, Oh, okay. Huh. But yeah, now now I get it. Uh, what'd you listen to on the way over? What was I listening to? A bass player by the name of Julian Vaughn. Uh huh. And Julian is, um, well, let's go back to Wayman Tisdale. All right, Wayman. Uh, Came out really truly kind of with a sound that was his own. It was inspired, obviously, by Stanley Clark with the kind of the whole piccolo bass thing. Mm -hmm. But Wayman took it to a completely different place where he was playing pop music, even so much that he was doing covers of pop songs with the bass playing the melodies. On, on something that sounded really close to a guitar as opposed uh-huh. to the big deep bass thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the upper high notes that would compete with, say, uh-huh. a saxophone or a piano or something along that line. Uh-huh. But when Wayman passed, Julian Vaughn is the guy that has really sort of kept that legacy alive. And what what I'm doing these days... Um, Musically has a uh, that that sound is a big influence in mm-hmm. what you will hear coming from me uh, once once uh, my recording is going. But that's what uh, I was gotcha. with Julian Vaughn is.
0: Gotcha. It's funny when you said Wayman, I I, I immediately thought of Wayman Reed. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's not different 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 yeah. Wayman.
1: Way, Wayman Tisdale. For those that don't know, he was actually yeah. a basketball player. Yeah, and right. played with the Suns sure. and a couple other teams and as his side hustle or mm-hmm. his main hustle or yeah. however you want to look at it was an incredible bass player. Uh-huh. Just really ridiculous bass player and and um had gotten really sick, had a leg amputated. They they thought they caught all of the I, I believe yeah. he had cancer. They yeah. they thought they caught everything and everything was done. Next thing uh. you know he got really sick and wow. we ended up For losing sure. him. Uh. And but he was an incredible talent huh. In the music world, as as well as as on the basketball court, so I hadn't thought about Wayman Reed for a long, long time, and and I discovered
0: this Maceo Parker tune mm-hmm. that I had, I had I thought I heard every every Maceo Parker tune there was, but it's "Elephant Stepped on My Foot." Have you ah, ever heard that? I have heard that. It's, it's a great tune. <laughs> it's One of the greatest Maceo Parkers, and he mentions Wayman
1: Reed right. in that tune, right? And, when, <laughs> and, and 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 Maceo Parker. There's another guy. Yeah. Go Man, find anything you can find anything. by Maceo. Park. It doesn't matter what it is. No. If it says Maceo Parker, listen to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I played, I played tons of Maceo on the radio.
1: Okay. Yeah. Got and there. speaking of Maceo, mm-hmm. I, I, again, one of the really cool things, I, I had the... Um, the opportunity to do this last year uh-huh. was actually get to do uh, a, a week's worth of dates with Pee Wee Ellis and Fred Wesley. Wow. We, we talk about education. Yeah. There's all these tunes that you think you know. Uh-huh. Right? And and you, you get to the rehearsals and, and you think you're, you're playing the part and you've st- you've, you're listening to the stuff yeah. and you think you know. Mm-hmm. To have Pee Wee Ellis stand up with his saxophone and play this bass part <laughs> that, that 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 they wrote. Yeah. Yeah. And and go, no, it, it goes like this and play it, and you go uh, right? I mean, not a lot of people get to to learn. That they don't know something correctly. Yeah. From the person that actually wrote wow, it. Wow, what a great experience. Yeah, that yeah. was so. That was that was yeah. that was really surreal. Wow. <laughs> that was totally surreal.
0: <laughs> um, so let me ask you one, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, how much of of your music is is insp- is inspired? It comes from the church still today.
1: Is that the foundation? I would say a lot of my music is inspired from the church Uh over the years. Uh-huh. Again, I kind of want to be careful how I say this. Gospel music today Is so much more of a production uh-huh. than it used to be. Yeah. Um, at that time that I was growing up, and and the people that I mentioned, the Winans, the Clark sisters, yes. Commission, Thomas Whitfield, those kinds of 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 gospel entertainers. Yeah. Yes they had big bands. Yes they had a lot of vocal stuff going on. But it wasn't back then the production that it is today. Uh-huh. And and they have something called or that people commonly refer to as gospel chops. Uh-huh. And a lot of the musicians today it's more about playing a lot of notes Huh? and being very explosive uh-huh. with the things that you do like I, I hear a uh-huh. lot of bass players and th- there's just a lot of stuff that they've got going on within uh-huh. songs and you hear the arrangements of these songs and they're little mini um like overtures. Huh with really hip like jazz chords or these gospel chords and yeah. things and lots of drums and lots of stuff and hits and punches and mm-hmm. and fire shooting out of your neck and I don't know that what I do is as inspired by that ah uh-huh. but but it's absolutely inspired from gospel music my, my big inspiration is vocalists Uh-huh. it it's not I mean, I have bass inspirations, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But my inspiration is vocalist. How I play, how I, how I help to support or try to support uh, whoever's the, the... whether it be uh, an instrumentalist or a vocalist, the role that I play as, as support comes from listening to that. Um, the way that I, if I solo or try and play a melody uh-huh, uh-huh. on the bass, I think what what would a, a singer do hmm. as opposed to, again, the fire shooting out of your neck and, yeah. and sparklers and all this. It's yeah. not that. It's how can I play that melody? How can I, if I'm trying to quote a Stevie Wonder song, let's say, uh-huh. and I'm trying to play the melody that, that he would sing, uh-huh. I'm trying to channel what I think he would do Mm -hmm. and or 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 that vibe and try and bring it out on bass (laughs) so that the person that's listening to me gets the idea of what that song is supposed to be Mm -hmm. it's not me just playing a million notes and and trying to show off what i can do yeah over a song i want to learn how to play that melody in that way so that if you're listening to me Mm -hmm. You get what they were trying to say. Gotcha. When they wrote the song, it's not about what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It yeah. Is, if yeah. if it's yeah. a cover, if it's some sort of a cover song. Right. Now, if it's my own original material, you're hearing what 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 I have to say. But yes, it's definitely an influence of of, of church or gospel music. Absolutely. Huh. Wow. Blues, gospel, yeah, all of that. Great. So, is is Blue Diamond still a regular gig for you? Every Thursday night all
0: right, every Thursday night, you hear that every every, every <laughs> Thursday night,
1: Blue Diamond with just friends, every Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, starting tomorrow, oddly enough, Mekong Bistro with with pdx side hustle um, every Tuesday with the exception of next Tuesday, so tonight, mm-hmm. the nineteen o five with my trio uh, trio all right. amigo all right yeah. You didn't tell me about that one. Yeah, well, it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's just, it's 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 yet another spin-off. Yeah. The one thing you learn from some of these uh, R&B acts. Yeah. Right, and and the Jay Z's and the the people like that of the world, you get multiple things going. Yeah. If if you have multiple facets of your life, right. get multiple things going. Don't just think that one thing is the end all be all. All right. So there's that. All right, Ben. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Tom, thank you again for having me. And, and as, as a shout out, as a shout out to you, I, I have to say that, that you are the guy, since I've been in Portland, <laughs> that seems to do everything you can to keep music alive, to keep it happening, to keep it moving, keep people aware, bringing people that, that people don't know about in into the into the spotlight and 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 give recognition to people so thank you to you for for doing that people aren't doing that and musicians are falling off of the planet without ever being recognized or people don't know who they are and they may have been a really big deal yeah. But, but you have no idea who they are. Yeah. And you managed to go out and, and, and round up a lot of these people and bring them into the spotlight. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll see you around. Yeah, definitely.